Blaine and Mickey 1045 is on. What's going on? It's Thursday, everybody. Guess what? Guess what starts tonight? NFL football starts tonight. And I looked at I looked at this, Blaine. The Cowboys are the most valuable franchise in all sports. What, what are they worth? You know? What, $6 billion? <laughs> I have no idea. No, it's but it's like that. It may be more than that. Uh, it recently came out. Forbes does the list every year. It may, it may yeah, actually I, be I more than I wonder why the four-letter network is always talking about the Cowboys. Every day I turn the TV on, I'm like, I actually exhausted the Cowboys. I'm so exhausted with the Cowboys, I didn't watch but the first episode of Hard Knocks. That's it. <laughs> I was like, man, I'm tired of the Cowboys. Man. And then it was boring, too. So that, that was, you know. But, man, every week. Oh, Dak Prescott this. Dak, man. This, Dak, just get back out there and play. Okay, let me ask you this. Did you just throw out that number? Or oh, I just threw it out there. I have no idea. what. Six was. and a half billion. Oh, oh, I was close about, uh, I was five. You know. If this is the price is right, dude, you would have just won both showcases. No, they would have said, doom, doom, doom. no, dude, you, you, if you go over, you get that. If you go under, you win. There's a lot of kids said, what is price is right? <laughs> well, yeah, look it up, kids. Google it. Yeah, pre- yeah or pressure luck. <laughs> Will of Think about this. Tom Brady has won more Super Bowls than anybody. The Bucks have all 22 starters back on their team. Of course, they're playing. And who are they playing? The dang Cowboys. And I know there's Cardinal or Cowboy fans because they're everywhere. Because Woo-hoo. if you were a kid in the 70s, if you were a kid in the 90s, then the Cowboys were great. So you grew up and you were a Cowboys fan. I get it. Because there's people our age, you were a Cowboys fan growing up. Yeah, you were we, like me. you didn't have a team. Didn't have a team. And so I they always. When I played Little League Cowboys too. They always came on your TV if yeah. you lived somewhere where there wasn't a team. So you were inundated with Steelers and Cowboys. So there's. there's also the Bears being in Indianapolis before they moved there. They were at least kind of close to you. Yeah, they would play the Bears on TV, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you get the Cowboys. The Cowboys have a lot of question marks. Quarterbacks coming back from a major injury. Of course, they're going to stick them on TV. And for anybody who complains, I hate the Cowboys, it's because, like you said, ESPN might as well be called ESP Yankees, Cowboys, Red Sox. Yeah. Because they go with the biggest brands. It's like people and they, ask. And they, move, they move the needle. They move the needle. Yeah. It's like people ask, why do you guys talk about what you talk about? We talk about football all the time because football moves the needle. Yeah. That's what we talk about. We talk about football all the time. That alone, their, their guard, Zach Martin's not going to play, right, COVID? Zach Martin, yeah, they're all pro uh, yeah, offensive tackle. Yeah, 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 he went to Notre Dame. That's where he went to high school. Mm. Is he a cathedral guy, too? Absolutely. Oh, here we go. <laughs> We're all over the place. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'll tell you who's not all I mean, over the place. Busy, busy People from that. my high school. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're getting I'll, the Cowboys. I'm in the league right now. You're getting the Cowboys and the Buccaneers tonight. And I checked this before we came on the air. This is a real thing. Remember how we got to talking one day? I don't remember who the guest was, but we were talking about the spreads in pro football and just how different they are. Like in college football, you'll have a 28-point spread or 23 or 25 or 30 if it's Bama playing some some squad. Yeah. Like double digits in the NFL is almost unheard of. Oh yeah, that's that's a big, that's like a blowout. This game is nine and a half points now. Bucks favored. It went it it went up a point since I ate a bowl of soup at lunch. Nine and a half. Huh. Yeah, too many questions, unknowns for the Cowboys. So yeah, I would definitely go with the you know Tampa Bay Bucks. Man, everybody back. They're a little bit hungry. They, they, they didn't get you know they didn't get a little you know too hungry where they were you know sitting down eating a lot. They still went to work. 
Old Tom Brady kept him focused. For sure. Mm-hmm. They want another one. He wants another one. Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah, he's standing there. Yeah, yeah. He just he's just trying to, you know, keep trying to let old Bill know that uh, I was that dude. You knew I was that dude, but you tried to play this dude. I'm that dude. And that dude is called GOAT. Mm-hmm. Player GOAT over Coach GOAT, as I always talked about last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tom Brady is a special guy. He understands how to relate to players. People like him. He's, he's just that guy, and he gets it done, and he's clutch. He's yeah. been clutch since he was at Michigan when they tried to bring in another five-star quarterback, put him in front of him. He was horrible, and then, boom, they put him in the games, and then he would go down and win the game every time at Michigan after he was the starter. And you had a relative who was on that team. That's so how I You got it. a little inside information. Yeah. So this is the team right. knew Tom Brady was the better player. Yeah. Yeah, and that's how you get your butt fired as a coach. Right there. Yeah. Because mm-hmm, you made all these promises to that five-star that he's going to be playing, even though he wasn't better than Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But nobody could have predicted he was going to do what he's doing. I mean, just to play at this level at this age is, oh, oh it's it's going to go down in history. I, I think some other, uh, you know, quarterbacks are going to, you know, try to uh, play as long as him now. I think think they can. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought Matty Ice was, like, at the end. Like, maybe last year. Like, ah, he one more year. Like, this would been his last year. No, nah, he's still playing. Why? You're on a rebuilding team? Why are you? To collect a check? Well, the money at this point doesn't even matter. I mean, you got so much money. Right. You don't even know all the money. You've yeah. And so, uh, I think they believe in now, you know, taking up some of the TB12, um, you know, process of how to uh, stay healthy and be pliable, not only on your body, but your brain. That was so laughable when they, the guy told us that uh, last year. Uh, so, uh, yeah, his brain was pliable. <laughs> I was like, what is that? What does that mean? Matter of fact, I, I'm not even know if I have a brain to even understand what a pliable brain is. That so. is interesting, though, over the years, how just less brute force muscle and more flexibility yeah, and, yeah. and, all, and strengthen and lengthen your muscles and all that kind of thing. Crazy. And here's because Brady's probably not deadlifting or anything anymore. He's oh just, no, he's just, he can't get outrange probably your uh, five year old, your, your son. <laughs> really seriously, but his arm, oh that thing can go, and his mind still yep. sharp. See, quick, you know, quick witted, you know, uh, quick thinker, progression reads, and he still got arm. That's what, remember I, I was defiant that his arm hadn't passed him. Yep. Everybody kept saying, I said, Nah, I've watched film a lot. Uh, you know, did he have a couple bad throws? Yeah, but. It, when he threw it, it it still was going the distance. Because remember early on last season when they start five and three and everybody's saying, see, he can't even make these Bruce Arians throws. It's the wrong system. Yeah. His arm strength can't survive. Nah. You know, it was Jameis Winston had all the arm that's strength. Kept saying, nah. right. and you, now, no, that's you were adamant Jameis about that. Winston's wasn't stronger, right? but his is strong, strong enough. enough. Mm-hmm. I didn't think he lost a lot off his fastball. Now, Drew Brees, that was clear as day. Now, that one, and that's the one I said, eh, I don't know. You know, you want to respect the legend, but eh, Mm-mm. Tom Brady still had it. Yeah. yeah. Well, even Philip Rivers, to a certain extent, watching him, his his mind was still sharp. Though he was throwing the ball before the guy, three steps before the guy even started yeah, he, to make he his He definitely cut. lost some arm strength, but he was smart enough to say, "Well, I got a go right here. I'm gonna throw it. He can't be more than thirty yards. I feel I gotta let it fly right now." Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's something to be said though for your mind. 
making up that gap that your arm can't throw anymore. And and I know Phillip Rivers coaching high school football now. But to me, that dude, as his arm faded, he still made all the throws. It was amazing yeah. to watch yeah. him to make those throws. You, you, what I equate to Phillip Rivers, a lot of people don't know this guy. He did not have a strong arm when he came to us. Uh, and he was a backup in a backup role. But he started in this league. And people Dave, were not Craig. Even, Dave Craig. I, I, I go, he can throw better <laughs> than – the ball state starting quarterback. <laughs> Seriously. And I was he would let the ball go on an outcut before the guy's even four yards down the field. I'm yeah. like, what? And it was not strong at all. And he played all those years. And you look at him, he's you know, he's probably up there. He played so long, he's probably up there in the he probably top fifteen passing yards. I don't know, twenty. I mean, it's it's a different era now, but man, at that time he was up there. And I remember watching him after Jim Zorn. Like, oh, that's the same Dave Craig? Like, yeah, that's that's Dave Craig. I was like, man, that guy's arm is not strong. And then he'll fool you, and then he'll have just enough to throw that go. Just like Phillip Rivers. He will let that thing go early. Where's he at on career? Okay. That dude played until he was 40 years old. He yeah. was 39 and 40 with the with the Oilers when he finished. 97 and 98. That was his last two oh, years. With Tennessee Oilers. Yeah. With the Tennessee Oilers. He is... I couldn't believe that was the same Dave Craig. I kept asking him every time we crossed paths. But you we the same Dave him, Craig from the Seahawks. Right, you <laughs> yeah. would have seen him play as a kid. Yeah, I did. As a little kid. I did. I and then he was your teammate. Yeah, I was like, you're not the same guy to play with the Seahawks. He's like, yep. And I used to laugh like, wow. Mm-mm. He wasn't big at all, statuist, nothing. I, he, is he a top 20, top 25 in passing yardage? He's top 20 in passing TD. He is 23rd in passing yards career. Oh. He had 38,000 passing yards. And a lot of his career was in the 70s when you threw for 2,500 yards in a year, right? And then in the 80s where 3,000 was a big number. He played his, I want to say he was 80s because he, Jim Zorn was before him. He took 81. A, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He took over for Jim Zorn. Yeah. Well, the Seahawks didn't exist until 1976. So Zorn was their first quarterback and then. He took over Dave for Craig. Zorn. Mm-hmm. Dave Craig. I out of it. Milton College, which is like a college you went to. Huh? No. Milton you went college. to a college that didn't exist anymore, right? Oh, you're talking about, nah, I thought you referred Your to Your first State. one. Yeah, because Milton's probably like a Division II program too, right? Yeah, it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I did. St. Joseph's College in Rensselaer, Indiana, private Catholic school. Yeah. I sure did. So, you, yeah. and, you and Dave had a lot in common. They listed him as 6'1", 193. Surely he was neither one of those, right? No. no I don't know about his weight, but he was not. If, if he, 5'11". Okay. <laughs> but he, he was smart and, you know, as a whip, man, got rid of it. So, hey, a lot of excitement. Guess what? Dak Prescott and Tom Brady, they can let it fly. So, I'm, I'm interested to see how the Cowboys look, how Dak looks. You know, after having the ankle issue and then now the throwing arm, or I don't know if it was throwing arm or shoulder or was it his other shoulder, but yeah, to see if he's back. Just You know, you don't like to see really good players have a horrific injury and see how they come back and play. But I still think Tampa Bay is still the better team in this first one. But, you know, someone asked me this interesting question, and I didn't really know the answer, and that was the beginning of a season, your first game, would you rather play at home or away? And I was like, hmm. And I always thought home cooking, because when we were in Titans, you know, when we play here, nobody beat us. So right. I was like, no, nah, I'd rather play at home. But guess what? There's less pressure when you're on the road that first game. And you get some of the kinks out without, you know, without getting criticized or critiqued as closely as if it was a home game. But you can see things live. So 
I still would say playing home because we was rowdy. Our fans was rocking. They was loud. Hey, I like that. And I like also sleeping in my own bed. No doubt. Well, the other thing is, too, no doubt. The other thing is you don't have to get tickets for 80 family members. You don't have to do all that stuff. Yes. Now, you would in Indy because that's your home no, but, home. But that's still, we the tickets, you know, right. you know who duty I gave that to? And she used to stress out on her? Oh, my wife. I don't have nothing to do with tickets. The only thing I would tell all my friends and family is you got to have your request in by Tuesday. Oh. Sorry, Charlie. Wednesday, no can do. Because Wednesday, Tuesday's the day off. Wednesday's the day you put in your ticket request. You you try to ask for tickets after Wednesday, even family member. Nope. No can do. Windows nope. closed. Yep. Every now and then I make exceptions. I try to hustle and get a couple for some people, you know. Who, right. Just last minute coming into town, you know, you know, people flying and stuff like that. And I specifically just thought about, oh, dang, the game is this weekend. So I try to work really hard if they had some available. But, yeah, I would give that to my wife. Because t- it can be an issue. Well, I, yeah. I can only imagine. And then somebody call you on Thursday. Hey, man, give me a do- Nope. Mm-mm. Nah. I, mean, I, I, I would imagine you still it. get – people ask me for tickets to stuff. And oh, I'm yeah. Like, I, I'm nobody. So I can't imagine playing on the team and what that's like. Oh, well, I'm still getting ticket requests. Oh, I'm day. sure you are. Yeah, I'll be yeah. getting people, one right people, now. Somebody texted me yesterday telling me, I want uh, six uh, tickets to the Colts game. Yeah. Like, well, remind me the Monday of that week. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, I don't know about ticket requests, but this guy knows a lot about football. We got uh, Coach Matthew. Yeah, Doug Matthew. Doug Matthew, Snoop Doggy Doug. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and also uh, we have uh, – David Beauclair. David Beauclair. So who's first? David Beauclair. Coming up next, yeah. Talk Titans. <laughs> By the way, it is game night in the yeah. NFL. Titans get rolling on Sunday. David Beauclair, Sports Illustrated, next on Blade and Mickey. Where you at, Lucas? In the NFL Week One football tonight on your TV, Titans football in your city on Sunday. David Beauclair is going to be there. David, you ever sat back and have you counted how many Titans games you've been to? Whoa! <laughs> all right do you i'm right there with you man but you know i've, I've had a couple of blows to the <laughs> to the head <laughs> well, blaine brought this guy up so i'll just ask you we'll, we'll have random titans player recognize and and is the houston oilers still in a lot of ways and uh and i think it's important for people to to kind of know who ken houston was and who elvin Bethay was and exactly what earl campbell did and uh and so on and so on, and and that'll uh, I'll be curious to watch how that evolves now over the next couple of years. Cool.
David, great stuff. People can follow you on Twitter at Beauclair Sports or, again, uh, with Sports Illustrated covering the Tennessee Titans. Thank you, man. We'll see you soon. Always a pleasure, boys. Have a good day. Yes, sir. Uh, We got into this a little bit. Where are the rookies on the death chart? We'll tell you where all the rookies are on the death chart. And let's put it like this. None of them are starters. Where are they, though? Next, Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. What row? Yeah. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Uh, David Beauclair, a great follow for Titans News. It's funny, you know. He said, yeah, I never thought I'd count the games or remember all this stuff. And then you ask him one question about 97 and 98, and he rattles off an amazing story about Dave Craig. Like, there's just, like, it's right there. Oh, he's just like me. He remembers that he doesn't remember. <laughs> no, well, you get that? Said, I do. I actually understand that. I actually understand that uh, very well. So, last year, the Titans rookie class, I said this. I said this a couple times, and I went back, and, and I looked it up again because I thought, that sure doesn't sound right. Do you remember me telling you how many games they got from the rookie class total? And I know they were injured. Them, last year? Yeah, how many games the whole class played. And I know Panda, and I know people were injured. Uh, The whole class. The whole class. Or oh, tell me the players for I know Chris Jackson, that kind of helps me out. Who else was in the class? Panda. Panda. Uh, Darrington Evans. Okay. Um. Oh, Lord. Oh, I'm, I'm going to go uh, five. <laughs> that well, probably, no, that, that's probably way off. They played they played 33 games as a class. Oh, okay. Well, I was taking each game. If each of them played one game, that counts as the same. Oh, no. So, like, if I played one and you played one, then that's two. If See, I played no, three I, and I'm you played. That's one. So, all... so, yeah, as a class. Yeah, each so, individual. just think, if everybody had played 16, if two guys had played 16, that would have been 32. Oh, Chris Jackson played early on. He played the most. Bolton. Came back at the end. He was playing early and at the end. And I'm trying to think who else contributed uh, other than those guys. I, uh, you know, uh, Panda played three plays. Not before. <laughs> Evans was injured. He played at the end of the season. Showed some juice. Darrington yeah. Evans. Here you go. Yeah, so I it, it, that was the only ones I can recall. Uh, maybe I'm missing the, the boat. Who else played? Isaiah Wilson. No. He four. played one game. Four plays, remember? <laughs> Christian Fulton played six games. Yep, that's about right. In, at the, in the beginning and the end. Darrington Evans played five. Three at the end. He looked good. Murchison played ten. Oh, he, he, he did? Oh. <laughs> he played ten. Cole McDonald, remember that? Like, he got to town, and they were like, oh, no, no. Oh, they no. made a quick mistake. And hey, within literally, like, two weeks of camp. Keep the shorts, just so, like, you can tell your family you were in Titan for a week. Uh, that was a quarterback out of Hawaii with the hitch in his starting motion. He was fun to watch in college, but he was gone. Like, as soon as he got here, they – Somebody mean, made a boo-boo. They boo-booed. Uh, he was a seventh-round pick. And then yeah. Chris Jackson, he was, a, he was the last pick of the class. He was 243. He played 11 games. Yeah, he played the – yeah, he played – so I had written this down, and it's just something I thought, okay, we'll get to it when we get to it, but this is as good a time as any because we're mentioning the draft picks, and we can even finish this up a little bit in the first thing of the next hour. So draft picks this year, pick number one, Caleb Farley. We, we have no idea right now what his role is. And I would written down, when will he be ready? We don't know. Dylan Radens, you've got three journeymen competing for right tackle, like three guys who are pros and doing their best but have never really stuck as a starter anywhere. He's not even in the fight with those three guys to start at right tackle. 
Monty Rice, I would guess, is the depth chart, and I said I'd tell you where they are on the uh, depth chart. Yeah, so he's the backup behind Rashawn Evans. Dylan Radins and Monty Rice are listed as second team on the depth chart. Everybody else is listed as third team. So Des Fitzpatrick got cut. He's on the practice squad. Rashad Weaver, who I would imagine has to be a rotational guy. Yep. Um, he's third on the depth chart. They list him behind Ola Adaini, who's a journeyman who had a, a, a nice camp. Racy McMath is actually on the roster right now. And if he's active, I think David Beauclair had even said this, he would be a punt gunner, special teams guy. I mean, no no snaps at wide receiver, I wouldn't think. And then the last guy is Brady Breeze, who I, it might have actually be on both. Actually, they took him off IR to put him on the COVID list. So he was on – I had to look this up before the show. He was on both. He went from the IR to COVID. So, obviously, he well, – you know, well, Two guys, I don't recall if I missed them, but you said they were 13. Well, Elijah Molden is 13 on the list, but he's going to probably be the first nickel, if not him and Jackson. So he won slash two. I don't know where he's at. And then uh, Fitzpatrick, the, the receiver, is, uh, you know, practice squad. So, yeah, yeah he got a lot of contributions. Here, besides, uh, well, he got cut. I was saving Elijah Molden for the last. Yeah. Now, it's between him and Chris Jackson for who gets who, the most spots. And missed practice with a hammy, you know, yesterday, and I think he practiced or two days ago, and then he practiced yesterday, and I'm assuming today. So it's not sure who will be the starter, but that may open the window for Molden, who probably since he went higher in the draft, I would say that he's probably a little more talented. Uh, but he's he's been kind of uh. Let's say, I don't know what the injuries are. I want to say they're muscular because he comes back, looks really good, then he's back out, then he's back in. So I think it's something, you know, there that they can manage. So, you know, Chris Jackson got to be ready to go if Molden is actually the starter. And he plays hard and aggressive. So a smaller guy, I don't know what the issue is, but it's probably something that he kind of can control. But you never know, it could flare up, whatever it is. Because he's missed some time even after he played really well. Then he missed a couple days of practice when after they played Tampa Bay and then so, yeah, but he, you know, not a lot of contributions what you're getting at. Two years straight. Two year, and I was assuming that they would have a, a lot. Uh, so, yeah. And, and I know it's tough for a rookie to start in the league, so it's not like no. I expect to see five rookies that, you know, unless you're just a really young team and you and you're, you won two games last year and you just told the rookies you got to start. It's a team that can, get, that can contend for the Super Bowl, but it, they're not going to get a whole lot out of the gate, like you said, other than Molden, who they stand a chance to get – He's healthy. Well, uh, now, to be honest, typically your first or second rounder, depending on what your depth is, those guys contribute the most. And sometimes the third rounder, he gets in the mix, uses that guy as a special teamer who's contributing maybe, you know, let's use a, you know, cornerback. Maybe he's the the dime guy. That's kind of what I was, but I wasn't a third round pick, you know. Or Molden, who's a nickel guy, third round pick. That's what I'm getting at. So, uh, you know, Raiden's not. Actually, even in the conversation at tackle is a little disappointing because there was an open window. And by the way, they signed some veteran free agent guys who were on one year deals. Yep. So they're not like they're I'm, I'm going to be the guy. Right. You know, I know I'm the guy. So now they're battling and some other guys got injured and he could have been leaning as Bo Claire said, uh, you know, Vrabel to Lamb, who then got injured his elbow. And so out of default, if you want to call it that, he's right place, right time, and stayed healthy. Quisenberry is going to probably give it a go, and he thinks that he's it's not going to be rotational. So I'm going to say good luck to him against Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt. Yeah. So uh, so are you going to be helping him out? So, yeah, not a lot of contributions in the draft. It's a little disappointing. But maybe down the road, because we could talk about Monty Rice. Well, both the middle linebackers will be free agents after this year. They don't get extensions. 
So he could go right from not playing as a starter, because I'm sure he's going to be a special teamer being a linebacker, to actually starting in one year. So to me, your first three-round guys should be contributing a lot, especially yeah. on special teams. And then in certain packages, they should be playing, depending on what position. Because you drafted them for a reason. Obviously, you think either you're playing the game of we need you now or we'll need you the next year as a starter. Uh, you know, an offensive lineman is kind of tough. You either go start or, or you, you know, it's not a rotational deal. So next year, Raiden's uh, probably be contributing at the maybe guard. I don't, I don't know. It looks like he's going to be a guard. That's kind of where they put him. Yeah. Ew, that's kind of interesting. So that means uh, I'm just going to make a bold prediction. That means Sappho won't be here next year. Yeah, Nate Davis is a youngster. He is not going nowhere. Yeah, especially because so you ain't paying him See anything. how the economics and, and just where you play then tells you what's it dictates what's going to happen next year. Uh, so you know, if not, then they got a you know a guy sitting there on a the bench again two years in a row that you you know you took pretty high. So, but hey, you know it happens sometimes when you have a really good team. You know, hey, we could say this: Bolton didn't uh, do a lot last year. I, you know. I think in his mind, probably say a little disappointing uh, along the way, but he did get injured. Uh, and now he's starting and he looks the part and he looks a lot better. I, I was actually the two days I went out there and watched the practice and training camp. I really like what I saw. I was interested if Farley can get back. So you drafted Farley knowing it's going to be a process and that he's not going to contribute right away. If you don't want to, you know, you want to make sure he's, you know, you're on the side of caution with a uh, back injury and you want him long-term because he has, a, he's a great talent. And he has to, you know, get up to speed. He hasn't practiced in a couple of years. So, you know, maybe halfway through the season, yeah. he, he's contributing a lot. Or where there's an opening, if someone's injured, he's waiting for his shot. Uh, so, potentially, these guys can all contribute in more than what this depth chart says. We'll pick this up on the other side. I know Greg is on the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. He wants to weigh in. You can, too. 615-737-1045. It's Blaine and Mickey. 